by watching a video about a uh, podcast recording and I'm like I've been recording through the wrong end of the uh, mic for a long time I don't want that we no. want it to be perfect exactly perfect like you perfect I, I that's not even remotely true <laughs> uh, yeah let me see here you're killing it on the weight loss journey by the way thank you I appreciate that I uh, said you lost down. what like fucking 40 pounds or something 40 pounds yeah that's so insane. far like 40, 41, something like that. I don't know exactly because, uh, um, because like, how was it? I, I weighed myself, but I feel like the scale I used was wrong before. Oh, okay. So I think I might have been heavier when I weighed myself the first time when I, before I like, because I think it was up to like 135 at one point. Mm. And I'm now down to 192. So I might be actually more than 40 pounds less. Holy shit. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I, either way, you know. I'm just starting that workout stuff again now, too, after, goddamn, I'd been like six years. Oh, me. yeah, dude, it, it, it's, it's so easy to get out of it, too. Like, it's, uh, it took, it took me, um, basically the pandemic and then, uh, what, what was it? So the pandemic, the pandemic happened, I gained some weight. And then I was living with some people and I was starting to go back to the gym, but I was like, I, for some reason, got in my head at the time that I could just use a row machine and nothing else and get into better shape. The problem right. was, is first of all, that's not true. Right. Second of all, I, uh, gave up on that, even that, like, oh, like two weeks in, you know, like yeah. I just like, I started, and then I just kept on eating shit and I was like, I'm fine. I'm not gaining weight. Who cares that my shirt sizes keep on being having to go up? And, you yeah, know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm fine. I'll stop it when it gets to this shirt size. Yeah, when I'm gonna stop right. Being, and then, yeah, well, it's like yeah. most of my life I've been in a medium. Right now I'm in a large, but most of my life I've been in a medium. And then I got to an XL. And then what was happening was my XLs were starting to be too. Uh, starting to get too small for me, and I was like, I don't want to go to a double XL. I don't want that to happen. And uh, the shirt I'm wearing right now is large and it's actually a little loose on me, which is nice. nice. So um, my goal is to lose another 20 pounds. So I'll be around because I think I gained around 60 pounds during the pandemic. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to get back down to that. And the nice thing is that because I've been going to the gym, I'll have a lot better tone. I'm already like, I already look better than I looked when I was the 60 pounds lower <laughs> right. aside from to, like sculpt yourself exactly yeah yeah so now i'm just uh just having a good time man just having a good time dude that's good yeah i just needed i just got broken up with again in one full calendar year two times oh and shit i'm like, sorry <laughs> it's fine and i was just like i was like hmm i should stop laying in bed so much yeah I was like, I'm also sleeping like shit, too. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, well, the, I always remember that the gym would help me fall asleep better. Because, <laughs> you know, you get worked out and tired, and then you just pass out. It's, okay, okay, I'm going to get up. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a good thing to do, honestly. I'm Right now, I'm, it's, it's frustrating because I'm re... So I, I mostly work for myself. I do like Uber and all this other stuff. So I, I mean, obviously I'm working for some company, but I'm an independent contractor, you know? Right, right. 
Um, and I've been adjusting my schedule, but then I, the thing is I'm realizing is what I was doing and what was actually helping me was I was working at night, but I wasn't able to do comedy as much, but I was getting, what I would do is I get up at like 8 AM, I'd go to the gym straight away. Mm-hmm. Don't take a shower. You know, obviously that's, don't take a shower. Yeah, that's all that what stuff. I do. Get up, just go straight to the gym. Go straight there. And then I would start work. And now that I'm like, I started doing some stuff where like today I, I worked at like 8.15 or something like that. I'd, I would have had to get up at like probably 4 a.m. to make sure yeah. that I actually <laughs> yeah. worked out and, and got home in time to get ready. Because like I've been doing, recently I've been doing Amazon Flex and I go, I drive up to, there's a location over by... um like right, like right near, like where uh, Portland meets Vancouver, Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, they have they have a warehouse there, and that's where I pick up the 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 stuff. And I, it's just like that takes a half hour to get there. I always have to before I always in the morning had to grab uh, gas before I do it because I don't want to run out of gas while I'm doing deliveries. Of course. Right, right. Especially like for example, today I had I I was all the way on Estacada, for example. Mm-hmm. Or like, I think I was out, I think I was even further than that. I think I was close to boring at one point as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a really, really dull day. Um, yeah. Boring. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's a dumb joke. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if anyone's had a really good day and boring. Like they've had a really exciting day, you know? They're like, I got to move out of here. That's when they're they like, know. <laughs> yeah. They're like I came here because the title alone was like... This is this my expectation of this town is I'm going to hate my life. Yeah. And I <laughs> I I got in a shootout with someone and uh my I walked in on my wife fucking someone else and then my dog tried to kill me. Yes. And and then on top of that the cops are after me for some reason and in the same day I'm I I found out that my Dog that tried to kill me is pregnant with my neighbor's <laughs> dog. Per se, I don't yeah, know. We, <laughs> yeah, dog. Let's dog. Yeah, let's uh, let's <laughs> let's let's not break uh, physiology here. Uh, <laughs> That'd be too exciting. That would be well. That would, exactly. Yeah. Um. But but the thing is, is that you, the dog that tried to kill me was a Chihuahua, and the neighbor's dog. Is a mastiff. Oh, damn. so <laughs> that's exciting. That's, that's real exciting. exciting. That's too boring. exciting. That's too exciting for boring. You I'd know, get out, I'd get out of boring right. I there. would. I would get the fuck out of boring. I would. <laughs> Population too exciting. I would go to Canby. You know, because mm-hmm. it could be better. You know, it can be better. There it is. Yeah, I was waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it. Thanks for listening. This is Obsessive Comic Disorder. As always, I'm Gene DeWeber. And this week, I have Liam. Is it Riddle? Riddell. 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 Okay. So like Adele, but with an R. I always say get rid of Adele computer. Get get rid of Adele computer. Uh, Ah. You a PC gamer or a console gamer? Both. Both? Yeah. I got a a PC last year, though. Oh, okay. More of rocking the PC Master Race thing. Yeah. That's not... Dude, I hate, I hate that term. It's I know, so funny. Me too. <laughs> like, you know where that came from, right? Uh-uh. Uh, do you know what Yahtzee is? The uh, uh, it's like yeah, like the like, the, the, the game. I no, mean, the no. website. Oh no, 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 no. no. So this is uh, there is the this thing online. I don't know if they still do it, but it was this um, 
I forgot what they called them. There was something. There was like on. There they weren't. Like, they weren't. Uh, it was like honest reviews or something like that. But it was like this British guy who would go on this long tangent, and it was a really funny review of video games. And he did multiple of them, and mm-hmm. he did one of The Witcher One on the PC, oh, which wow. was two thousand nine, yeah. I want to say. And that's and in that he's all talking about how the textures are really great and how all this stuff. And he's like, PC Master Race is what he said. So. Based off of a humorous got, video, got of a, I got coined as this thing, and, it, and and what's really funny to me is that people unironically look at that as like a great thing. First of all, that's a fucked up thing to think is a great thing. Right. Second of all, it was literally said as a condescending expression towards PC gaming. Right. But yeah, I don't know. How you doing, today, Liam? Oh, I'm I'm in. I'm uh, I'm good. I'm doing. Doing well. Like uh, I've been excited to be on here. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I didn't know that you were such a big uh, comic book guy at first. Oh, so. mainly mainly DC. That's mainly like, DC. Yeah, that's that's my bread and butter. I worked at a comic book shop for a while. And then oh I, shit! Okay. Yeah, and then I worked at Borders too. They hired me on oh. because I knew so much about comics, so I would Back take care of that section too. So I was doing. I did two different things for that, and I would, and it was, it, I was one of those people that just thought I was better than everyone else, just uh, as just to go with the role. Of, yeah, like, of with the comic with the comic, yeah, the comic book guy who just you like the comic book guy, honestly, yeah, from yeah. Simpsons. Yeah, I had I I had to do that role, but I mean, I just I my love for comic books was when I was uh, a kid. Can, and, can you do me a favor? Can you oh, move yeah. the microphone a little closer to your mouth? Like right there. Yeah, That's, just really. I'm literally kissing it now. Just make out with that thing. <laughs> just really, just just go to town and be like, mm, this I am mic. lonely, so. You <laughs> are, you did just get recently broken up, like you <laughs> yeah. said, twice in like a year. A whole so. calendar year. A whole calendar I'm a, year. I'm a good, uh, I'm an expert yeah. at it. <laughs> an expert at getting, <laughs> getting broken up with? Yeah. Dun, uh, d- you know, uh, 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 it's not a good one. Pro at dumping or yeah. being dumped, I guess. In yeah. this case. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh yeah. I as a kid I fell in love with Just League and Just League Unlimited and Superman oh, okay. and Batman, and that's what made me. Yeah. Fall in love like the cartoons or yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Those so, um, they're those amazing. my bread and butter. Yeah. I got my roommate right now, he was like He's like, oh, I like Batman as a kid. I was like, watch Superman. He's like, oh Superman's so lame. I said, watch the show. And the cartoon like, was it's great. so good. It's now he's into Justice League right now, and I was like, "Wait until Justice League Unlimited, man!" Yeah. It's- oh yeah, because it brought in they they just expanded it because like Justice League, every once in a while you would have stuff you would have like I mean I really like the representation of the Lantern Corp for example the right. Green Lantern Corp, um in Justice League, but like Unlimited was like they just were like let's bring everyone. Let's yeah, you had Mr. Every- Gold, Hawk and Dove, Vigilante, yeah. Shining Knight. Yeah. You had- Task Force X in there. That's one of the best episodes. Or yeah. the great uh, brain robbery with. Uh, I need to go back and watch this. Flash and Lex Luthor switch minds. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's been it's been like at least twelve years since I watched that show. Dude, it holds way. up. It oh, holds I'm sure. Up. Well, they that was the thing is like, um, just like the the casting of those shows, like uh, on Batman animated series, Ron Perlman played Clayface. Yeah. Uh, they had uh, in Superman animated series, Metallo was Malcolm McDowell. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they had, uh, it's so funny, one of the news reporters there, when I was watching 
uh, an episode, I was like, what is that voice? Yeah. Oh, it's the voice of Richie from Static Shock. I was like trying to figure oh, that out. Like, yeah. That's so funny. the news reporter that they constantly have is, yeah, Static Shock, which makes sense because you have Phil Yeah, Martin. that's, uh, oh, God damn it. That is James, James Morrison, right? I believe. I, it, I, or not James it, Marston. James Marston is the guy who plays Cyclops. Uh, something Marston, though, I swear. Because he was also, weirdly enough, in the... Uh, <laughs> he was in, um, like, two seasons of Boy Meets World as Eric's friend, you know? Oh, which interesting. Is, which is fun, because Will Friday played... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was in Batman Beyond. So, oh, uh, yeah, uh, doing Terry uh, McGinnis, Terry McGinnis, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, and there's a funny moment with an old friend, my buddy Joe, who really got me into comics, yeah. Um, when I like took a break and he was like, dude, it was like around like 2008, he's like, here's a stack here, read all this. He's like, yeah. Blackest Night is coming up, you gotta get, and then I fell in love with it. But <laughs> we were watching, uh, an episode of Saved by the Bell. Uh, for just a random, just random fun times. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, he was like, I think that one episode with the teacher is like, I think that's the voice of Scarecrow. And I was like, no, it's not. Totally was. He has such an ear for Oh, that. I'm trying to remember who the voice of Scarecrow is. Yeah, but is, he's in yeah. one episode of Saved by the Bell as Oh, that's a funny. Teacher. Here, I'm going to try something real quick. I'm doing, I just got some new equipment, so I'm fucking around with my equipment again. It's episode like 66 at this point, but hey, fuck it. Almost 69. <laughs> so right there is that better we're trying to get it just right yeah that's better okay so it is it's like i guess it is more in the top so you it's know, always the top it's always the top <laughs> well like some microphones you're supposed to talk from the side so like i'm gonna try something here that oh my gosh that is better okay so the original the way the original way, way you were trying to do is the way you're supposed to apparently with these here is that better is oh that way better, better. Okay. oh okay so that's what i yeah yeah, You're telling I'm me an I was idiot. wrong. I'm an idiot. Uh, it's fine. I I watched a video that said that it was supposed to be the other way, and then I remembered they were using different mics. So uh, yeah, well, that's okay. so a lot of podcast mics are apparently from the side, but these ones are from the front for some reason. So oh, oh there we, is that there? There, there we go. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I love how like I bought these arms and the like shock mounts, so it wouldn't have like. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, and you're getting, and we're getting it, yeah. getting all that interference. It's good times, good times. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, it's great. Yeah, you, you got all, you were in all those. You got the Wally West years of the Flash. That at was that the point. first Flash I like really yeah. like fell in love with just because he was goofy, you know, mm-hmm. really fun. Also, I thought it was cool. Like, I always thought Super Speed was like the coolest. Yeah, and I love when there is one episode where he talks about. How he has to eat so much because his metabolism oh, is so yeah, yeah, high. Yeah. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> and how he could just like read through a whole library, like fix yeah. a house and then just forget it right away. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, well, I, you know, yeah. I have short term memory with just. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. It makes sense because his, his uh, cells are constantly reproducing. Basically. Right. Yeah. Which is also like they kind of talk about it in this. So we we we're gonna be talking about uh, Flash Rebirth now, not to be confused with the 2016 Rebirth of DC Flash. Right. No, we're talking about Jeff Johns's 2009 mm-hmm. through 2000 through slightly 2010 uh, 
sort of reintroduction of Barry Allen, which was after, I think, like 24 years or thereabouts yeah, of him not being in the comics. Crisis on Infinite Earth, I think, was 86. It was like 85, dude. Yeah. Like 85. Yeah. But, but, but the thing is, is, is like, it started in 85, but I'm trying to remember, because like Crisis on Infinite Earth was like 12 issues or something like that. It's a really mm-hmm. long, it's so long to the point where like, some of the writing is a little outdated and I tried reading through it and I read through most of it and then I watched like a comic explained because I was like, I can't do this. I just yeah. can't. <laughs> it's uh, and also it's like, I think it was written by Marv Wolfman, if I'm right. It was the same I would because it was drawn by um, George Perez. Mm-hmm. I know that, but I believe it was Marv Wolfman who wrote it, which is. The same team. They were also the same team that worked on uh, New Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Wait. yeah, that was the whole big deal. That's how I yeah. got introduced to Marv Wolfman when I was reading comics. Yeah, was New Teen Titans. Well, which is for most people just Teen Titans because mm-hmm. they're familiar with the 2004. I want to say is when that came out. The cartoon that was on Kids WB. Right. Oh yeah. man, that was that was fun. Yeah, that was a fun. That was a show that was started out pretty light and then got super dark towards yeah, the end. Yeah, with the red X and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I, I thought it was interesting that Slade Wilson was just called Slade. He wasn't mm-hmm. called Deathstroke on that show. He was right. just always called Slade. And they they kind of, I mean, in in a true sense, they do dumb him down a lot because he is. Yeah. What was it in um, Identity Crisis, the two thousand four story? Deathstroke yeah. took on like a version of the Justice League by himself. And that was including Wally West being involved in yeah. that. Yeah. I don't think that was... that. Identity? I thought Identity Crisis was the... About... Uh, what's her name? Dying. Yeah, Sue Dibney. Oh, it is, it is the, the same story. Yeah. I've re- I read that not that long ago, and for some reason I forgot the Deathstroke is in there. Uh, yeah, Dr. Light, Arthur... Yes, Light, yeah. Uh, hires Deathstroke, because he's like, That's why, right. That's why right. are they coming after me? Because uh, Zatanna wiped his mind after the awful thing he did to Sue Dibney. Which all I can remember about that, yeah, right. All I can remember about that is the fact that uh, they finally made Tim Drake an orphan in there. <laughs> it was a, that made me cry the first yeah. time I read that with Captain Boomerang. Yeah, the fat Captain Boomerang. Fat Captain Boomerang, which is the son of the original Captain Boomerang. Well, this yeah. the, uh, the that's well the fat Captain Boomerang was the dad. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, the uh, he. He meets up with his son and trains him in Identity Crisis. Okay. And then he's also a speedster because he's, right. uh, yeah. he's a Thawne, right? Yeah, or no, yeah. he's a Zolomon. He's, he's a Zolomon. Okay. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Bart, uh, Bart Allen is a, a Thawne. That sounds right. Yeah, they're all, <laughs> they're all over so, the place. The speedsters just bang each other. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> you know, uh, it's the quickest sex you'll ever have. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Highly efficient, and honestly, I think the only the only sperm that's going to survive a speedster sex is going to be speedster sperm. It's just so. lightning bolts. I feel, I, like I feel bad. I feel bad for um, uh, Linda. Which uh, is, yeah, Linda uh, Park. Linda Park, which is uh, yeah, uh, Wally West's wife, because wife, they have two kids. Yeah, uh, Jay and uh, Silent Bob. Yeah, right. the, yeah, no. Um, well, because well, she had the it's miscarriage, like J and K, isn't it, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, I something think, like that. Yeah, so it's, it's right here. You know, yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> no uh, cheating. No, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, because she had the miscarriage because mm-hmm. of Hunter Zolomon doing the snap. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and then in I believe it was Rogue War two thousand four. Okay. 
Uh, was that still part of uh, John's run? Or yeah, was that, that was okay. that was a because it started with the story about Zoom. Yes, that's what started it all. Yeah, because he then, picked up right after Wade's run, right? Right, and yeah. this, it, I mean, it's the best run like of that, the Flash. Yeah, yeah. is is Jeff 2004 Jones. to 2000 like 10 is yeah. just. Well, because he it's did, amazing. he started. Yeah, he started with working on it with Wally, and then he brought back Barry Allen towards the end, and mm-hmm. then ended his run with Flashpoint, which yeah. led to the New Fifty Two. And which... he made he made a so many lame villains like amazing <laughs> yeah. Captain Cold, like Trickster, Top, even yeah. even Professor Zoom became like this yeah. ultimate entity, which. Makes sense. I mean, he is a speedster, like that so, can alter time. So you would you would know this better than me because I've only read this and Flashpoint. I haven't read the other the rest of it, that run. It's mm-hmm. there's so much to read that I, I mean, you can yeah. see my entire collection here. It's insane. Yeah. Um, was Savitar a big part of that, or was that from a previous run? Uh, no, that was uh that was during the pretty much at the beginning of the run because I think it was it went Zoom. To okay. um, the thinker, yeah, that was the next villain, and then uh, and then I think it was Savitar, the whole oh, okay. cult leader. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and then in yeah, Flash or Birth, they okay, just so that... cut Savitar, and we're just like, yeah, You're he's dead just now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> During the whole part where uh, I Thon is actually trying to, to like turn him into the Black Lantern, essentially, or the Black, yeah, the Black Flash, that the Black, yeah, Black yeah, Flash. Flash. I don't know why I said Lantern. Well, because yeah. it technically. They very similar. did a Black Lantern, Black Flash, yeah. but that was Professor Zoom from the 60s that got his yes. neck snapped. Yes, yeah. yes. There's, yeah, the, that's what's fun. What is fun with the, the Flash rebirth is um, they, have, they have a good amount of the, this is like right after Final Crisis, I want to say, because they reference yes. Batman is dead. Well, and because they reference that uh, Martian Manhunter is dead, right? Which was insane. That yeah. was in, that was just insane. Yeah. Um, uh, but it was um, when because the whole thing he was trying to catch the radiant bullet that yes. was that hit uh, Prometheus mm-hmm. and or no, not Prometheus, uh, Orion. Orion, yeah, 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 okay. ki- and killed uh killed Orion, mm-hmm. which you you can't kill a new god. That's the whole thing. Yeah, so, except you have to have the radiant bullet. And so, at this, what's crazy about the Flash Rebirth is yeah. it answers so many like questions that were just kind of scattered around. Yeah, there is in it a references the brightest day before mm-hmm. it even happens because he says yep. I have a rebirth of my own soon. Barry, yeah yeah which you're like what does that mean <laughs> and that was the whole thing when the white lanterns you know everyone's got their job that they have to do yeah. to be fully rebirthed just said bring back the flash successful already and then he's like yeah. i'm going back to my time and disappears <laughs> and then that was him that's the same oh, like yeah. i thought yeah. that was cool um and that uh he was what was it when he uh went through the time barrier with wally to stop yeah. thawne he actually created the lightning bolt that mm. hit him when he first got powers. It's crazy to me how ambitious the DC universe was before the New Fifty Two. Because like, yeah. there was some really crazy stuff. I mean, you had you had within like a small period of time, you had stuff like Final Crisis was like two thousand eight. I want to say, yeah, the day um, the evil one. That was a big deal. Yeah. And then you had your brightest day, your darkest night, then brightest blackest day. Blackest night is one of the yeah. best stories. Blackest so, night, yeah. 
Well, you had you had Green Lantern Rebirth mm-hmm. to Sinestro Corps War, which Sinestro Corps War in, yeah. on its own is a wonderful story. Where Sinestro, you can probably see it right there. I've got all three of the Jeff Johns. Oh, Green I've got yeah. I, I yeah. saw it at like a bookstore <laughs> for like forty bucks. The hardcover, oh, like yeah. I, I was like, I'll take that. They're like, it's used. I was like, I'll take it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the whole thing just being like Sinestro, it's like, I just want you to read, I just want you to change the rules. I want you to get fear and yeah. Yeah, have the Guardians of Fear. He won. It was a lot of evil winning through yeah. this for a decade. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there, there was so much. And then, uh, yeah, Flashpoint just restarted it all. Although I think it's funny because Morrison was still working through their run of Batman and Johns hadn't finished his run of uh, Green Lantern. So, the new fifty two became less of a hard reboot and more of a soft reboot. I I hate a new fifty two. I was there's some good stuff out of there. Uh, you got I, Scott Snyder's Batman. Scott or Snyder's Swamp Batman thing. is cool. Um, I Vampire was pretty good. Uh, I don't know if you read yeah, that. Yeah, a little bit. Um, that was good. The uh, the new fifty two uh, Swamp Thing is actually pretty good. Yeah, that was and Scott Snyder too. The Scott Snyder, and then um, and then Charles Soul towards the end, and then I've actually got that omnibus down there too. Oh uh, hell yeah! And then uh, Jeff Lemire's uh, Animal Man run was that really was good. really really good because it was really really dark, and it brought oh, yeah. it back from the like eighties because like Animal yeah. Man was really really dark in the late eighties early nineties, yes. and that's when Mirror Master Two, a Flash mm-hmm. villain, and McCulloch who's a cokehead got <laughs> hired by the government because he's an assassin to yeah. torment animal man. Yeah. And that's how we got introduced to the new mirror master who yeah. has perfected it even more than the creator, Sam Scudder of yeah. his own mirrors who died in Christ on infinite earth <laughs> to the animal man with the storyline with, uh, uh, I forgot his name. Psycho, Psycho pirate, psycho pirate. How he just eventually goes out of it. He 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 like goes out of existence in the middle of it, basically. Yeah, because he's the only one who remembers pre-crisis world. Well, that's yeah. My buddy Joe and I, we used to when we found out New Fifty Two, we got really excited. And after yeah. like a few months, we we're like, this is this is this is rough. There was Wait. a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of there. There, as I said, there are some bright spots. Um, I have I still haven't read it, but I have the Green Arrow by Lemire and Sorrentino, which is supposed to be really good. Oh, um, the, where he's is that the the New Fifty Two one? That's or the is... New Fifty Two, but it's not the beginning of the mm, New Fifty Two. Okay. It's like volume. It's it was like volume four through six or something like that. So they, Gail Simone's Batgirl was a good Gail Simone's too, Batgirl. Was, she's yeah. my favorite writer, though. I could oh, read yeah, anything. That's fair. I, I literally I. <laughs> I have two original scripts signed by her. Yeah. Uh, one of Batgirl 26 and one of the last issue of Secret Six. Yeah, I've heard her Secret Six is great. Oh, Secret Six is one of by far the best stories I've ever read, too. Yeah. Like, it's, I, again, making lame villains like, you know, yeah. Catman, like, really cool. Like, also, <laughs> yeah. Mad Hatter. I have oh, a yeah. lot of respect for Mad Hatter. After he could take on the Doom Patrol by himself. Oh, that's fair. And he uh, it, and him getting high on his own hats. I was like, oh, I oh, guess that makes sense because you can does, control yeah. your own mind. And uh, Ragdoll hated him, so he pushed oh, shit, him off a yeah. cliff. Yeah. There's, there's, so, there's so much of this that era I still have not read because I've read a lot. And most of my DC knowledge, uh, like firsthand reading knowledge, is only from the last like three, four years now. Okay. Because um, I just went insane with reading as much as i could collecting as much as i could yeah i read most of the primarily batman more than anything else like i read all the way from 
uh obviously like i read year one and like you know long halloween and dark victory and all that oh, those, stuff those you know great great i also read all of nightfall i read Death did you read the hush Family. i read hush i've got hush, hush. great um I'm a, I'm a little upset because i sold my deluxe edition of the 15th anniversary of, of hush thinking that the 20th anniversary was also going to be a deluxe edition which has five new pages by um jim lee mm-hmm the thing is, is it's a standard size hardcover, and so I oh. got and the five pages really aren't worth it enough yeah. for the smaller size, and so now and the the other one's out of print now, so I'm like, oh well, I fucked myself a little bit. <laughs> I but, have a sketch version of it. It's, oh, the yeah. Uh, yeah, the noir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do really like how they did those. Yeah, weirdly enough, uh, one book that looks better in that is uh, the Dark Knight Strikes Again, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, the pro so I mean, for all the issues that it already has everywhere else, you know, Mm -hmm. the other problem was so it was interesting because the colorist for the Dark Knight Strikes Again was the same colorist who worked on the Dark Knight Returns, but they were doing their first hand in digital coloring. Oh, and so they were that's why you have a lot of this very like, like the kind of little. Styles that you might see of someone who's trying just trying out like Photoshop in 1998 or something like that. You mm-hmm. know? So as it is, that book and there's some there's some colors in there that are really cool, but like for the most part, it just looks really weird and like psychedelic and like not a good way. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other issues with that because Frank Miller has just gone off the deep end over the years, you know. Yeah, I know that <laughs> he did. Um, he did another run for, of like Dark Knight. In like, well, he did he 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 did uh, Dark Knight Three Master Race actually. Uh, yeah, that that yeah. came out like what twenty twelve or more recent. I want to say that was like twenty fifteen or something, maybe yeah. even twenty sixteen. I feel like it wasn't that long ago. I didn't touch it. You didn't touch it. No. I heard it was better, um, but it was also my problem was it was it was co written by my uh, least favorite when he works on Batman Rider. Like Brian Azzarello. Oh, when okay. he works on anything Batman, it's always too edgy, in mm-hmm. my opinion. His even his short stint on Detective Comics, though, like uh, which was called something city. Like it's 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 like it's trying too much to be Sin City, essentially oh, within okay. Batman. Which is even though it was it was the same creator team as uh, Hundred Bullets, which is a great series, great crime crime series that yeah. I still need to finish reading. Um. From what I heard, that gets really weird towards the end, which I'm actually kind of in for. Yeah. You know, I'm, a, I'm 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 all for that. Um, but he um he wrote Joker. Yeah, I have Joker. I'm not a fan of that story. No, it was it it didn't. I like the idea of we're just watching this like henchman dude yeah. who's just like trying to be like loved by the Joker. Yeah, the concept was cool, but. Yeah, it's just it's too edgy. Yeah, it kind of felt. Yeah, it felt the, flat. The art is too. fantastic, though. Uh, I forgot the name of the artist, but he is he's great. They did they did a sequel to it called Batman Damned, which is also terrible. <laughs> um, and then he also he, his better thing that he did, and it's still not great, but is uh, is called Luther Man of Tomorrow. Yes, I know of that one. That's yeah. where he, doesn't he become Superman or no? It's or basically he, just showing how in the right outlook Superman's essentially a villain. Oh. And it's essentially showing through, even though Lex Luthor does some pretty fucked up stuff in it, mm-hmm. it still kind of shows how like Lex Luthor could 
be kind of right a little bit about Superman, which is interesting in its own way. Um, I love Lex Luthor, mainly one, of course, you had Clancy Brown do the voice. Okay, absolutely. Which is, I, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, but I love that whenever people will argue that Superman is way too powerful, I always go, well, Superman was defeated by a sentence in Red Sun. Yeah. It literally was Lex Luthor wrote down a sentence and yep. defeated Superman. Like, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Superman, <laughs> you got magic involved. You have mm-hmm. kryptonite. You genuinely just have him being the blue Boy Scout manipulating. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um. Let's get into uh, Flash Rebirth a little bit here. I know. We could just yeah. talk about DC talk. all day. I know. Day. <laughs> I, I have a lot of knowledge. I, even in, Well, because like during most of the quarantine, I was just reading DC like crazy. Yeah. Just so much of it. Uh, there's there's still a lot that I didn't, but I read Contagion. I read uh, all of No Man's Land, which is the most depressing thing you will ever yeah. read in your life. Oh, yeah. Um, I used to play... When I used to play Heroclix, I did a No Man's Land event. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, we were the Black Mask team, and we ended up playing. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> That's super I, dark. I really liked the Harley Quinn TV series version of No Man's Land. That was a lot of fun. Oh, I haven't I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, you need to watch that show, dude. Yeah, it's... I've watched the first season, and that's oh, okay. it so far. There's three seasons now, I want to uh, say. Yeah. And all of them were great, honestly. We'll I see really when like HBO's ready to cancel it, though, because they're just axing everything. I know. Well, I don't... It sucks because what happened was, and I heard someone blame WB, and I was like, the the biggest thing you can blame WB for is selling their company. Mm-hmm. Because what happened was Discovery of Discovery Channel mm-hmm. bought, somehow had more money than WB, enough to buy the WB. Right. As a, as W, Warner Brothers as a company. And ever since then, they've been like retooling Warner Brothers in a really disappointing way essentially well it was a lot of uh tax uh they're trying yeah. to do tax write-off because i know yeah. close enough is off of there and like Westworld. I, was, I know i was so pissed off about close enough just disappearing it's so it's so good it's so good <laughs> and it, it was not only that but it was like taken off five months after the third season premiered on there and then they didn't say it was canceled until like yeah a little bit after and they're like yeah it's canceled and then they yeah. silently took it off which doesn't make any sense. Right. To have a show that's original to there and just not even have it available to watch. Right. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, they did all that. They just canceled um, Doom Patrol, but I guess yep. the But from what I understand, the writers were kind of assuming it was going to be the final season, so they wrote it like it is. Yeah, I think season three, which was... I mean, have you watched... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's uh, freaking excellent... Uh, it was. I didn't really like Titans that much. Yeah, um, I I had a problem getting my actual biggest problem I have with Titans is the casting for Bruce Wayne. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't. I haven't watched it long enough to see like. I that. was. This is the best way I can describe it. Is I was watching season two of Titans, and I was like, "Oh look, it's Alfred." Oh wait, that's that's Bruce. <laughs> that's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bruce Wayne is a like it was like the guy it's the guy who was it's one of the guys from Game of Thrones the guy the actor himself is in his 60s and he's supposed to be playing like a 40 something year old Bruce oh, Wayne oof. yeah and he does he's one of those it's have you ever seen the movie in the mouth of madness I have not 
Uh, it is a really fun uh, John Carpenter movie with Sam Neill. And throughout oh, okay. the entire movie, Sam Neill is trying to do an East Coast accent that keeps on bleeding into a British his British <laughs> accent. And it's so inconsistent the entire time. That's exactly what this actor was doing as oh, wow. Bruce Wayne. And it's just disappointing because he feels too old. I mean, first of all, the Titans starts at the era of Jason Todd. So you have uh, Dick Grayson recently left. You know, he's been part, he started, you know, he's with the Titans. But I think the end of season two, he's Nightwing. And then they introduce Tim Drake, from what I understand. Bruce Wayne should be maybe 35 at that point. Because right. if you want to, obviously the timeline's always weird with Bruce Wayne. But like, if you want to have the idea that like Robin was probably Robin for like five years or something like that, mm-hmm. the original Robin, and then he had, he had Jason Todd for a, probably equivalency of like two, you know, before he died. And then, or it could have been a year, who knows? Uh, and then he has Tim Drake. By that point, he's probably like 35. I think, in fact, even reading, um, I think it was Hush that says 20, the, in Hush, he actually references that his parents died 25 years before, which would make him exactly 35 because he was 10 years old when his parents died. Mm-hmm. So, so you have that, you, ha- you have that being said and like, okay, if you want to be more realistic and be like, well, maybe Batman was like 10, was Batman 10 years before he even had, if met Robin or something like that, that's fine. You still wouldn't have a 60 year old Bruce Wayne. Right. It's just... <laughs> Just disappointing. At that point, just bust out Terry McGinnis and just do a Batman Beyond thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into let's get into rebirth. We yeah. keep on we keep on. Uh, <laughs> we've been going on quite a while right. without even talking about. I mean, we're we're on topic. That's the thing. We're yeah, on topic. We're talking about DC DC, yeah. DC universe, <laughs> and that's why I'm converting you to uh, Mormonism. Uh, this is actually yeah. a Scientology. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm gonna. Uh, this is this is this is the first of five steps to get into Scientology. Now yeah. you will have to pay me three hundred dollars for today's session, and but only it's very cheap. More. That's on a discount, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. This- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've got it here. <laughs> uh, no, but um, Flash Rebirth. Yeah, it's it is it's a uh, it's a it's a fun read. It's. I like the fact that he kind of is somewhat. It almost feels like he he was writing Green Lantern at the same time. So he's like, I'm just gonna bring in Hal Jordan into the story. Well, they're best. They're the whole thing is yeah. that they were best friends for like ever. That was yeah. like his his pal. I didn't actually know that because I always knew I always knew that uh, Hal Jordan and, and Green Arrow and Oliver Queen were best friends, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that the other yeah dynamic. and uh, Oliver Queen and Barry Allen don't get along. Yeah. And that was the whole thing. So Hal, yeah, Hal Jordan, it was yeah. always referenced that the original best friend was Hal Jordan and Barry Allen. Oh, okay. And then, yeah. And you then, know, come to think of it, I think that there, I was looking at the new 52 era of Flash and I was like, why is Green Lantern in here? So I guess, you know, yeah, makes sense. Because it's, because I think a big thing is that Barry Allen's got like the biggest heart too he's yeah. very very caring all the flashes are very very caring and like how George yeah. is just like all right here we go so it's like the balancing <laughs> of yeah. them you know which makes sense why uh jeff johns was writing both of them at the same time you know and and have the same artist for it ethan van Skyver did both oh. the art for both and i've got yeah. all of them signed on both That's awesome. both of them yeah yeah although i i do i do appreciate like there was a issue drawn by Dar- darwin cook at one point for mm-hmm. the the Green Lantern era, which oh, and then yeah, it was 
I love Darwin Cook's art. It makes me sad that he passed away like yeah. six years ago, seven years ago. I don't even know. It's the same thing with uh, Scott Collins did a lot of Flash. Yeah. And yep. I love that kind of art style, that that jagged look yeah. for it. I thought was a good fit for the Wally West like That makes sense. Run. Yeah. yeah. And then it was also, uh, man, there's another writer, the one who did uh, Rogue War. And that was a good one, too. I'm not sure for that yeah. one. Oh, man. Um, I could just... <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I could talk about Flash all day. Mainly the villains yeah. too. Like I, I love all of the even minor villains. Yeah, I think they're so they're fun. They're like you think yeah, Captain Boomerang, how mm-hmm. lame he is, but like you get to know him more. And they yeah. like Jeff always gives like minor characters a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. And they're like, who else is a good writer for that? Is Gail Simone. And it's really yeah. good at making sure like, oh, I actually care about these small characters. I love characters. how Gail Simone got into the business actually was that she met, she sent an email or just like a letter to DC about a storyline, which is where, uh, about um, uh, Kyle Rayner mm. finds his girlfriend cut up and left the oh, fridge and yes i know yeah, yeah. And that, it became the what is it the they girlfriend call, in the fridge they call it the fridge yeah or fridging they call it fridging now what what was it was uh it was uh captain adam's main villain major force major force yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and uh it was such a lame story it's it really story. was a lame and, story well, and, and gail simone was like i'm tired of seeing because the whole the idea of fridging someone is is when you take a female character and you essentially just have her for the purpose of giving the hero enough like uh a reason to fight essentially yeah so like you kill off a female character who isn't very well developed Mm -hmm. maybe or even if she is you just have that thing like they they actually reference uh how technically um deadpool 2 fridges uh what's her name his uh his girlfriend yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's pretty much almost all of Spider-Man stories. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It's, it's, Gwen Stacy. Yeah, yeah. Even like it's always the female that ends up. Even Aunt Meg yeah. and all. Like there's yeah. there's enough where it's just like, all right, he's he'll always be like, I'm I have to stop being a hero, and then something will happen <laughs> yeah. to one of the females, and he's like, yeah. I have to be a hero now. Yeah. yeah, but from that, she. I mean, she wrote she's written she's been in the business now for probably 25 years now or something like yeah, that. yeah and she did uh she uh oh sonia what is it red, red sonia that makes she sense. started she started doing that i the first time when i met her i was literally shaking i couldn't even talk because oh. i'm such a <laughs> fanboy and i had her sign uh she apparently is a fan of hero clicks okay just for fun she doesn't yeah. really know that much about it but I had her sign the secret six cards that I had oh, with nice. it. And so she was stoked. She's like, I didn't know they made these. Yeah. Like for her secret six. And she's so like, she's where am I that. getting paid for this? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, I saw her two other times. Mm-hmm. And every time I was just like shaking and just like, oh, this. And the last, her husband is always there with her. Oh, nice. And her husband the last time was like, oh, you're the Heroclix guy. And I oh, was like, nice. oh, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I actually brought up to her about Ethan Van Skyver. I was like, oh, yeah. I have the tattoo. That's literally his art. I'm, yeah. I, do you mind me? I only know from a little bit mm-hmm. from articles, but wh- what happened yeah. between you two? And she's just like. He's a good guy. He's just lost. That's yeah. all. That's all she said about it. And I respect that. Honestly, yeah, 
Because there's a lot of people who just disown someone for having different opinions, which yeah, she she tried, but he he really did. Like I was reading a lot of the tweets and everything. He went pretty much QAnon, like just lost lost his mind. He's banned from cons. He's blackballed from the comic book industry. Like damn, yeah. And my very talented artist too. Yeah, it's he's amazing, and it's one of those things where I always wanted to get my tattoo finished. Yeah. And then have him uh, sign it. And then oh. I was going to get a signature tattooed. Yeah. On there. And I still, if I had the opportunity, would still do that. Yeah. Because it's always been my dream since the moment I saw Flash Rebirth variant cover number four. Yeah. It like spoke to me. I was like, yeah. this is the best cover. I don't think anything's ever going to beat it. <laughs> it's like Vampire Nocturnus, the magic card. Like when I first saw it, I was like, this is the best card. Like it just speaks <laughs> to you. That, yeah. yeah. That I I had to get it tattooed i still have a f- whole flash arm planned where i'm gonna have uh yeah. captain cold and heat nice, wave i'm gonna nice. have a oop, i'm gonna have a flash ring here everything's mm-hmm. gonna be dedicated to that including having a yellow like streak through that'll have a hunter's almond zoom because he's always going yeah. through all time and uh yeah i didn't it was it's sad to hear how he went all wild but when i got to meet him in 2013 and i told him yeah you you drew my favorite comic book cover of all time. Yeah. And he's like, wow, like no one's ever complimented me on that. And that's one of my favorite ones I've ever done. Oh, wow. And so he, I hung out with him for like 10 minutes. There mm-hmm. was like no line and we're just chilling. And he signed like a couple other like posters for me mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he was, he was really cool. But I think, yeah, he just. He just lost it. Yeah. And about 2016 when, uh, yeah, it was the Trump. Trump it's time, so weird. Yeah. That's around the time that the creator of Dilbert went off the deep end, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like Trump kind of got some people out of the, the yeah, rock it's, and it's, come out. Yeah, it was really weird because, like, there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of people who just, like, people just, they might have not agreed with all their politics, but they just didn't care about, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what was it? Was it Ludine Phillips? Who? No, 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 no. I uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? Um, he played, uh, uh, he was on, um, Rust Development. It's Bob La La La. Oh, Scott Bale. Scott Bale. Yeah, Scott Bale is another one who yeah, went he crazy. Yeah, he would go, uh, with, uh, Trump to all the rallies yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Scott Bale. Uh, the other one was, uh, fucking, uh, Angelina Jolie's dad. Uh, God, why? I can't remember people's yeah. names right now. Um, but these are like, these are a lot of these people were like really respected in their fields and everything else. And then all of a sudden, fucking Trump comes. I don't know why we're talking about Trump right now, yeah, but, but it, Trump comes it's out. It's connected. Don't worry. It's, it's connected. Yeah, it's all connected. It's like the MCU, except we're not. Because yeah. uh, the MCU had all that. Th- that was, that that pissed me off, by the way, when they had like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I watched, oh, yeah. Uh, I watched almost every episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I was like, I was so dedicated to the MCU for a while where I watched the episode that was supposed to take place before the movie, right. then watched the, went to go see the movie in theaters and then what would watch the next episode afterwards, you know? Yeah. And like, I was like, I was like, I'm going to keep this timeline. And then it's like, oh yeah, it wasn't really connected. Yeah. Yeah. They just sort of were like, whatever. It was also because Jeff Loeb was in charge of basically. So I, uh, Kevin Feige started working on some of the TV shows and then Jeff Loeb took over and, I don't know if you know much about Jeff Loeb's story, like I, after his I just son know Batman away. runs mainly. That's he it. wrote some great Batman stuff, but after, so he was working on Batman and Superman uh, along with, um, 
God damn it, I forgot his name. He's one of the he's a very cartoony uh something McGinnis. Um Oh, Ed McGinnis. Ed McGinnis. Yeah. So he's working with Ed McGinnis on that. And something happened in the middle of when he was working on that. And what it was is his son died of cancer. Jesus. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah. Um, But he never really fully recovered from that. Mm -hmm. And he just like, his writing got worse. Uh, His like, if you read anything later from Jeff Loeb, it's just not very good. Like he wrote, he wrote The Ultimates 3, which was awful. He wrote Ultimatum, which is terrible. Um. Even like a lot of the stuff that he's done, like he's just kind of like he used to be for a long time, especially with his stuff with Tim Cell. It was like, this is quality work, you know, mm-hmm. whether it was all of his DC stuff or if it was like Daredevil, uh, Yellow, like the the, the color uh, trilogy or whatever they call it. Right. You know, or it's, actually it's like quality because there's like there's Captain America White, uh, Spider-Man Blue, Hulk Gray and Daredevil uh, Yellow. Mm-hmm. And all of those are considered great, although. I guess the Captain America one's less popular, but for a long time, it was his name was, was synonymous with great writing, and then it, his world was shattered. Essentially, yeah, they'll say yeah. Long Halloween out of it, and that was yeah, was Jeff Lowe's long, I, I so actually, good. I actually like Dark Victory better. Really? Yeah, they're both amazing. They're both amazing, but and it's funny because Long Halloween works more self-contained. Mm-hmm. Dark Victory doesn't work as well without Long Halloween, right? But I would say I still actually I think that it's a better told story and I think it's better written. Yeah, it's as long as they don't convert it into an animated movie because Long Halloween I thought was a total joke. As an animated <laughs> movie. I gotta be honest. I know that a lot of people ha- had for a long time been like rallying to get uh, what's his name as uh, Batman to play Batman. Uh, he played Dean Winchester and he uh, he was in that movie as the voice of Batman. Batman sounds weird with a Texas accent. I'm just going to say yeah. <laughs> he doesn't, he's, he shouldn't sound like he's from Texas. Like yeah. that's, and that's what he sounds like in that movie. It was that, that wasn't even, they, they just put the name long Halloween on there. That's all they did. It was, inc- it was, it was, yeah. It was had some weird. I don't know. I couldn't get into that. It's the same thing with uh, Batman Hush. I thought. Oh, was the just, movie was, was horrible. It, that's a completely different villain. Like it was yeah. just. It was just wrong. And yeah, so just, it, it was. Yeah, I don't. It was frustrating because I I had read Hush. Um, I a lot of these a lot of these stories I only read recently because I only got into. Mm-hmm. I had always liked the DC characters, but I never really read the DC comics for a mm-hmm. long time. And so I went from having very little DC knowledge to now I have this plethora of, <laughs> or plethora. I always like, to say, I don't know why I always say plethora, like why I'm like, like just extenuating. The yeah. <laughs> it's like, anyway, uh, but yeah, plethora of knowledge and uh, uh, from, for DC. And it's just because I read so much fucking comics in such a little right. time. Um, but yeah, no, like reading reading Hush and enjoying it and then seeing the movie and seeing like they're you know, they do the thing where they do a little fan service where they like recreate certain scenes and like really right. do it well and the rest of it's like, what is happening? What yeah. is this? Why why did you make these changes? Yeah, I was like, All right, here here's the big reveal. And I was just like, <laughs> Oh I was so mad. I was too. Yeah, it's and it was it sucks because the the DC animated movie lineup during that time was so good. There was, yeah, there was a lot like, of really good ones. The new Suicide Squad was really good. Yeah. With, and that was a big, like, remember the Flashpoint paradox happened. Yep. Like, I, I'll, I always love the line when uh, Deadshot's like, oh, 
we have Professor Zoom chasing us and he shoots <laughs> him in the leg and he's like, you got him. He's like, there's something wrong. I shouldn't have hit a speedster. Yeah. And it, it, people need to be reminded of that sometimes because yeah. they just think, oh, he just kind of runs like, like no, that no, they can vibrate through th- like walls, yeah. Yeah. you know, like they can alter time. I actually think um, as as much as it's kind of it is really cheesy, the the Flash series that's on that was on CW, CW, actually it's still does, going. I still, think it's, it's last season, final season, does a pretty good job of showing like how powerful the Flash is. Which I've heard, I just hate CW shows. I know they're too soft lighting, and let's talk about our feelings too oh, much. Yeah. So yeah, the those, soap opera. Those are exactly the two problems I have with it. But yeah. like. King, they had King Shark. That was a really fun episode. Nice. Or actually, they had two different episodes with King Shark. They, they did some pretty good stuff with the characters, but then they had the problem is they have that. Let's talk about our feelings at the end of the episode. And, That's how uh, I felt about when it was because yeah, it was Arrowverse because yeah, the yeah, green, yeah. Uh, green Arrow, and I was like, oh, this will be a cool concept. And then I remember it was like after like the Firefly episode is like episode five. I was like, oh, I think yeah. I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm done. Cause yeah. they always have to like <laughs> stop and talk about, it. I was like, Oliver Queen doesn't do this. No, <laughs> he doesn't talk about his feelings, you know, like it's such a mess, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know what it is. You know why that is though, is cause I think it's Mark Guggenheim is the, like the main force behind it. Mm-hmm. And he is popular for Dawson's Creek. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, so he essentially took the formula from like Dawson's Creek and then kind of put superheroes superheroes in it. Yeah, weirdly enough, though, he's one of the show. He's one of the people behind uh, Doom Patrol, and Doom Patrol's great. Doom Patrol it does it really well because it's got the Grant Morrison connection. Yes, it was. It's based off the Grant Morrison run. Grant Morrison mostly. Yeah, yeah, was and Grant Morrison was totally on acid when writing that. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause that was a whole big thing is he would be on acid and write comics. <laughs> and this is genuinely like, if you read that explains his the run, animal, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. If, if you read that, you're just like, Oh, this is just fucking weird. Yeah. Like this doesn't, none of this makes sense, but I'm in, I'm, no. I'm into it. Well, he's, he's, Grant Morrison's really well known for doing like nonlinear storytelling too. There's a lot of stuff that just, doesn't make like the invisibles i re- i did an episode season one with uh uh dan weber um and i read through the entire thing in like two weeks mm-hmm. which is like 66 issues which was a lot yeah to read in two weeks Holy um, crap. yeah i did it though <laughs> um i did a lot more of those episodes early on and then i was like i need to do shorter stories uh because that is a lot of i didn't have a life during that week those two yeah i just (laughs) worked and read and that was it um but that is a book series that i supposedly you need to read it like 12 times before it even starts making sense but like (laughs) that's i mean and grant morrison created damian wayne too that was him and when he he killed off damian wayne for that period and people were pissed he's like I I made him. Yeah. I can. And I this can was kill part him. of the plot. This was yeah. that was his story. It was he was he wanted to make a Robin that he, basically he wanted to kill Damien from the start. And uh, in my opinion, Grant Morrison did the best Batman run, and it doesn't even have Bruce Wayne in it. And that's when Dick Grayson took yes. over. Yes, and that was amazing because it made me love Dick Grayson more. I still say he's the yeah. best Batman. Because he has the, he still has like a lot of the intelligence with it, mm-hmm. but he has a lot of heart to it. Yes. Which is a big thing. You know, the jokes of like seeing someone beaten, it's like, now talk, you know, and that's how, that's how yeah. it was. And what was it? There was a bunch of villains that wanted revenge on Batman because they're permanently scarred, like oh, a batarang. Yeah. Yeah. 
stuck in it, one dude's head and all this stuff. Like it doesn't kill him, but you're have you have you read yeah. uh uh Batman Black Mirror by Scott Snyder? It was it was his first Batman storyline. It was through in Detective Comics and it's a Dick Grayson Batman story. I have it. It's fantastic. It was what started his run on Batman. And that um, Court of the Owls stuff was really Court cool. Court of the Owls is great. Yeah. Um, Black Mirror, though, is is really good, and it also gets into James Gordon Jr., who is a psychopath. Yeah. Yeah, he ends yeah. up being like a whole serial killer and yeah. everything. Yeah. Which Gail Simone actually picked up that story. Right. Yeah. Um, but I would highly recommend reading that book. It okay. is really Black, good. Black Mirror. Black I will Mirror. actually Batman, check Black that Mirror. out, because- yeah. Yeah, because also it, it, Damian Wayne, the only person he respects is Dick Grayson. Yeah. That's the true teacher. That's the true father to him in a yeah. sense. And the first issue was them battling against Professor Pig. And then you're oh, like, yeah. who is this psychopath? And that was it's great, crazy. And then that's when you had it as Red Hood, mm-hmm. the original Red Hood, where he wanted to be like, wear the pill thing like yeah. the Joker did. Which I thought that was really have like, you really have you cool. also, uh, the other one I I just was trying to think of oh fuck it. oh have you read the Batman and Robin um comic by Peter J Tomasi and Patrick Gleason possibly so it's it was the New Fifty Two run okay okay and it was picking up basically Grant Morrison chose Peter J Tomasi to pick to take over for it's got to be an honor it's a great honor yeah. Mm-hmm. Really good series, honestly. Okay. It's it's also heavily reliant on having read Grant Morrison's run. Yeah, Grant oh God, I get yeah, that was it's so it's so the good. Way he he brings back Damien, but in a really interesting way. Okay. Because like, a large part of the comic, because it starts off because it started off while Grant Morrison was still working on uh, Batman International. Oh, okay. And so yeah. you have a lot of stories involving just kind of Bruce bonding with Damien, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you get to a point where Damien dies and the comic becomes Bruce mourning and not being able to give up on the fact of on, a, on this idea of trying to bring Damien back. Yeah, like and he's it's, just lost his mind. He's just like there's yeah, like it, there's a really cool scene with him and uh, um, Frankenstein of all things. Where really? He's like trying oh. to. Yeah, because like. If you ever read Seven Soldiers by, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, that was that version soldiers. of Frankenstein, yeah, yeah, um, and it's just this whole thing, like he literally like takes Frankenstein apart and is trying to like find out his his secret. The secret is to it is like immortality, essentially, right. and and Dick has to stop him because he's like, this isn't the right way. This is not how you. Um, it actually ends up having to do with uh, like Doomsday and all this other, and Dark Side and like oh, not Doomsday, yeah. Dark Side and, Dark and Side. um, like yeah. the Omega Beams and stuff. like Yeah, that. like yeah. that's uh, yeah, it's it's and there's a fun story where temporarily Damien gets powers, which is kind of fun. Oh, really? Yeah, it's only for like a couple of days or something that he gets them, and he gets really sad when he loses them. But, oh, I bet because yeah. Damien Wayne is just a killer. He's just, I mean, he's oh, yeah. Run- was raised doing League of Assassins, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's the other thing. In the Peter J. Tomasi, they show the whole plot of him with Talia al Ghul, him fighting her to get permission to meet his father. Oh, that's she, she actually said She basically said that he couldn't meet his father until he could beat her. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And then yeah. at that young of an age to yeah. beat Talia, that's in- impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they also had the because they had to kind of like work around the retcon of all of a sudden Batman's only been Batman for like five years or something like that. So they have the whole thing where they find you find out Damien was um, raised in like this like tank and like progressed 
quickly like his mm-hmm. he, like he was like aged rapidly essentially to like 10 years old there's so oh. much there's so much extra story that's really legitimately <laughs> yeah. really cool like they oh, even cool. like have you read batman international all the way through i ha- i haven't read it all the way through, okay no. at the end after they kill damien there's this kind of like um there's a big stinger or at the end where they're like oh man something's gonna come up next and some other writer is gonna have to pick it up yeah well uh peter jimasi is the one that picks that up and so I was talking to um, local comic uh, Jamie Carbone about this, and they didn't realize that that storyline was finished later on oh, by someone else because uh-huh. they had only read, I think, the first volume of that round of Batman and Robin. Mm. And I would argue that it just gets better as it goes, honestly. Oh, that's that's great because I, I can't put my finger on what I've read from Peter J. Tomasi, but I 100% have read some yeah. of their stuff. He, well, Tomasi also did uh, the Superman uh, storyline with involved uh, John, his his son, basically him and his son, right when v Rebirth started. Yeah, I I stopped. I didn't read uh, Rebirth. Yeah, uh, apparently but, it's the best thing, one of the best things that came out of that. But yeah, they I had to do something. Yeah, New Fifty Two was a mess, <laughs> and then yeah. I read Metal and was like kind of into the idea of it, yeah. and then I hated the ending of just like the power of friendship. Oh yeah, and I was like that. I was like, I, I just don't. I think I'm just gonna take a break from comics <laughs> yeah. for a while until, until things get figured out because they're yeah. not. I mean, from two, like I said, 2003 to pretty much 2012. Yeah, it was just it's, everything you picked up was amazing, and then it just kind of yeah fell flat for me. I love this. Uh, this episode could almost be called DC Universe. I know we're not even. <laughs> well, it's so funny. Uh, Brian Busoletto, uh yeah. did the new 52, uh, The Flash. Yeah. And it, it dealt with Golden Glider still being alive. Captain yeah. Cold's uh, lame-ass villain, or yeah. villain sister, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who got killed by Chillblain. Um, and I will say the art in that by Francis Manipal, Manipal mm-hmm. amazing. It, it It's great. But the story, I couldn't stand it because it was the whole thing of we. the only way we can defeat a Flash is by having superpowers. Yeah. And the whole point, and Jeff constantly brings it up in his storylines, yeah. is the fla- or the rogues never kill a Flash. Yeah. Because if you kill a Flash, the Justice League comes after you. Yes. So that's why it was a big deal when they killed off Bart Allen. They got manipulated yes. by inertia mm-hmm. and killed off Bart Allen. They were like... Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! And then yeah. Trickster One ended up dying, mm-hmm. uh, and then like uh, Heat Wave was thrown into the like villain planet. Like there was, it was just a, yeah. it was a mess. And they were like, we can't do that. And that's when they had the story during Final Crisis, Rogue's Revenge, yeah. which I think is the best thing that came out of Final Crisis. <laughs> uh, those three issues are amazing, and they mm-hmm. were pissed off. And Trickster Two was like, "You killed a Flash. That's great." And they're like. They're like, you never, you never kill a Flash. No yeah. women and children, and you don't kill a Flash. Yeah. And that the whole point was to get revenge on inertia. And I yeah. love they they get inertia and it just says, tell the Flash we're even. <laughs> like, I love that. And oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, yeah. So that's why I, I met Brian Vizzletta because of one of my mm-hmm. first issues signed. And he said, what do you think about uh, the Flash having powers? And I said... It shows me that you haven't read anything about The Flash, and I don't like your run already. Yeah. And he handed me back the comic and just said, next. He was so pissed. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, they got to hire someone yeah. who's at least read some of the comics. Because 
the point of me loving the Flash even more in the comics was because yeah. of the rogues. Yeah. The rogues having superpower, that's whack. Like, I yeah. was so, I was like, it was cool. Like, the, Captain Cold is the king of absolute zero, mm-hmm. and it's just a cold gun. Yeah. Heat wave uh, reminds people that it's like, you realize how much friction mm-hmm. Flash creates. My flames can melt his boots. Yeah. Like, that's huge, you yeah. know? And Weather Wizard at one point did get powers. Yeah. And I think that was during Final Crisis or right before it where they're like, dude, you just, you've been around the Weather Wand so much you can do that. (laughs) So that made sense, you know? Yeah. But, and then Mirror Master is so spooky to me. Mm -hmm. Any reflection he can just come out of, he kills your reflection, he kills you. Like, that's an ultimate serial killer. Absolutely. And the top being able to have mind powers because he spins so much and he's frictionless so the Flash can't grab him. Yeah. Like- Give them all powers. To you. It's just like, no. I don't know. I just, I was, yeah. I was one of the only times where I was like, I'm going to get sassy with this guy. That's, you know what? I mean, that's one of those things though. It's like when you, when you're that big of a fan of a character and you have that much knowledge, it's mm-hmm. hard not to look at these things and be like, this is a huge flaw that I can't. Like hand by. it to me. I'll take it over. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. My buddy Joe and I would always say that we had an idea to fix new 52 and that yeah. was the flash always constantly having something in the back of his head that there's something wrong and he well, meets yeah. up with like psycho pirate in prison mm-hmm. and psycho pirate's like i know what you did because yeah. the whole point in infinite crisis why psycho pirate knew about all the multiverses yep. was having all the range of emotions and stuff he's like oh i there's more that's, that's the one thing i um and that's why rebirth was such a course course correction because they did have the whole thing where wally west after appearing to be gone forever and it was two different wally west yeah yeah well there was wallace west which is the black uh Mm -hmm. wally west and then there's the original wally west which comes back at rebirth because he was stuck in the speed force and he goes to barry and goes you did this we gotta fix this and he came back as kid flash outfit i'm pretty sure right no i think he wasn't maybe he wasn't in the red i thought he was in the yellow Maybe for a little, for a second, but I feel like for the most part, he was as, he was just looked like the Flash. But yeah, he it's was the lightning rod to try yeah. to get Barry to fix stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then after that point, all of a sudden, Barry remembers Flashpoint and all this other stuff. So like, Fl- the Flash in general is one of the most important characters of the DC universe. That's what I think they're going to do with the new movie, why they kept it going with Ezra Miller. Yeah. To do it just, well, uh, I think a big big reason was one they have um michael keaton yes batman you can't take that away from the fans type of thing it'll end up becoming too much of a problem exactly said no and then they're gonna i guarantee you they're going to be like all right flashpoint happens and then it's the james gunn universe is gonna happen and i'm everything i read about the obviously we have no idea because we have like two years before Mm -hmm. the first movie even comes out Oh, it looks universe. it looks good, man. The the, the lineup though has got me yeah. so excited because we've we've got a uh, a Swamp Thing horror movie coming out. Yep, we've got a um uh, the one thing. Okay, so we got Brave and the Bold, which is apparently uh, Morrison's run of Batman. Oh wow, that's what I yeah. read the description. and They said it's going to be about the introduction of Damian Wayne. Oh wow, which that's, is awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and they're still going to be doing. They have they're doing Elseworld, which is going to be the second movie of the batman the the batman 2 mm-hmm. and there's like a couple others that they announced they're coming and those are going to be elseworld movies essentially um but for the main one yeah they have booster gold is the tv series they have something that'll be the, fun the lanterns which is going to be jeff which is going to be john stewart and hal jordan that's great um you got 
I was reading all this. There's one series called Paradise Lost, which is about Themyscira before Wonder Woman. Well, yeah, because Paradise Lost, I think, was a it was a comic series. Like, oh, was I it? Remember, yeah. And then- That's um, a classic uh, poem, but yeah. Right. <laughs> or um, story, yeah. And then uh, there was something else I was really stoked about, and there what even the Superman story sounds great. Like, yeah. Yeah, the idea of him wrestling between him, his humanity and uh, his- um, Kryptonian Which heritage, yeah. I thought you got a sliver of that in Man of Steel. A little bit, yeah. Because Red, you know, the very end when he has to decide, you know, yeah. Zod or that. Yeah. Because I always have to explain, I think that movie gets a lot more hate than it actually should. Well, his reaction to killing Zod is is understandable and right. very human. And he's not truly Superman yet until no. the until the very end when he's yeah. just like the big blue boy scout. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. There was there were so many things I could fix about all those movies, but I still was like, come on, we yeah. can do it, DC. And then every once in a while we had something fun, like the the Suicide Squad was a lot uh, of fun. The James Gunn. James Gunn, the Suicide Squad. It was, it was great. I couldn't great. believe they killed off Captain Boomerang. Like I genuinely hilarious. was, yeah. It was hilarious how they yeah. did it though. Uh, you know, what's funny is that's my biggest actual gripe with the movie Yeah, is the very beginning because Amanda Waller would never put Rick Flagg on a suicide, true suicide mission because she oh, thought yeah. everyone was going to die there. She would never get rid of Rick Flagg. Yeah. Ever. And so yeah. I was like. I was like, okay, I kind of messed up on that. I also didn't like his acting for Rick Flag, where they're drinking like Fernet, hanging out. I was like, come oh, on, yeah. let's relax. I was like, you That's could watch Rick the Flag. Justice yeah. League Unlimited episode, and you know when he punches a dead shot in the stomach, <laughs> and he goes, you know, I don't have to, you know, be scum to do what's good for the country. You know, uh, I'm like. Yeah, yeah. That's the Rick Flag I've always yeah. known is very like, no, we we're not drinking. No, this is a mission. <laughs> you know, this is for the country. Yep. Yeah. And Amanda Waller, if she lost him, that's like that's the true right hand man. Yeah. You know, yeah, so, that's true. I did really like Peacemaker though, which came out of that. Oh, that so show was solid, solid. Oh yeah, that's solid. the other thing. They're doing a uh, series called Waller, which is going to be violent. Yeah, oh, that's it. Back. That's yeah. what I'm actually excited about. That, yeah, it's. Gonna that's be- why I'm bummed about the Black Adam is n- no longer connected because I was yeah. like, oh, this is great. Make Amanda Waller the true connection to all the movies, kind of like the Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah. and just a really evil <laughs> Nick yeah. Fury. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're still. It's going to be interesting because it's going to be. It's going to be like. It's honestly very true to DC mm-hmm. to have a new universe have connections to the previous universe. That's what I'm hoping they do at some point because that I really thought the Black Adam movie was a, a solid film. I had a I, I had a good time with. I it. I need to watch it still. I, you haven't uh, seen it? No, I I the watched Doctor Fate. Is I watched part of it on a date where I stayed then at a girl's house and uh, yeah, yeah. It was just Netflix and chill, not yeah, not, yeah, not yeah, watching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a great night. Yeah, I bet. You got yeah, to hear I, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's voice in the background, too. I, I, Beautiful, I, stoic voice. It was funny because at one point the movie stopped and she's like, crap, we we need something to cover up the sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, teach me your ways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was on SSRIs at the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think we've got good things coming forward with the James Gunn universe because at first I was very nervous, very yeah. worried after Henry Cavill being like, "All right, I'm back," and then they fired him. I was like, "Oh, this I'm worried." And then <laughs> I saw the saw the lineup, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be. It looks like a lot of fun." Yeah, and this is when I I always said this when they made the Justice League movie 
when I was like, this is way too soon. Yeah. You should be waiting 10 more years when Marvel kind of takes a downturn a little yeah. bit. And then DC can be the new exciting thing. Yeah. And it could have happened right now because a lot of people have been leaving the mar- watching Marvel stuff because they haven't been digging it as much. Yeah, there was... And it was it was all because of last year. The movies that came out last year mm-hmm. were just garbage. Oh man, I, I watched yeah. that uh, Doctor uh, Strange, and I was, yeah, it was, it was not just Black bad. Panther felt like oh man, we're finally getting back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since Black Panther took uh kind of continued some of the story stuff that they were doing in uh Falcon Winter Soldier, as mm-hmm. well as uh, arguably the movie that I actually think is underrated is I liked Black Widow. I actually really I, liked I Black hated Widow. it. Taskmaster so people, is one of my yeah. favorite villains. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fair. I st- I really en- I I enjoy it because it reminded me of the Russo brothers uh Captain America movies. Oh, okay. And I like that style. Man, Russo brothers is so good. They are. And it's, it's funny so cuz they started as, as comedy directors on like shows like Community. Yeah, and doing yeah. Arrested Development, yep. and oh, which is one of the best written shows. It's so good. As long as you ignore the last two seasons. Uh, well, yeah. As, yeah, I well, I, I always say just seasons one through three, and yeah. that's when it's, it's that's when it's, it's a, done. Yeah, it, yeah, it, we, yeah, that's it's funny because everybody was wanting it renewed for so long, it's and then just it took didn't it work. Took two, well, they took seven they or eight years. To, yeah, they did the Netflix one yeah. that was yeah. a mess. There's some good moments in it and they did do a recut version of season yeah. four that's better it's it's rough but better <laughs> yeah. better yeah well partially because the episodes are shorter right and they actually find a way to cut it so the multiple storylines are happening at the same time or right um but let's let's talk a little bit because we're already uh past an hour and we've barely talked about the comment i know yeah. it's, you're right at this point it's just gotta be like it's like DC. featuring a little yeah. bit of the flash rebirth <laughs> but mainly talking about dc and politics yeah. and <laughs> I, right well that's what that's what's fun about this podcast in general i mean the longest episode i ever did and i never want to do that length again was with Jared Richard. We did three hours. Oh, and wow. We didn't even talk about the comic for the first hour. <laughs> so I just like, this is kind of that, but I don't want, but we also have some mics we're going to tonight. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so as far as Flash Rebirth, yeah, I really like the fact he, he did such a great, Jeff Johns does this great thing where he sort of reconstructs the Flash background and mm-hmm. then, and essentially is saying that Thawne changed his timeline essentially it was yeah the f- thon it's anything bad that happened to the flash yeah at any point in time it was because of thon yes the whole thing about his mom like the the whole point of the flash throughout yeah. f- forever has always been i've got to find you know my mom's killer and so my dad can yeah. get out of prison and that was just you know thon i i did it all barry yeah i did it all and you're just like holy shit <laughs> yeah like, and that's why it was so cool having Flashpoint Paradox being like, it's Thon. I know it's Thon. Yeah. And Thon showing up going, now, nah, Barry, what did you do? This has <laughs> nothing to do with me. Yeah. And the only reason why Thon wasn't connected was because he was running too. Through yeah. The, through the speed, or his own, which is the negative speed force. Yeah. Which I, I think is cool. Like, yeah. they made a whole concept of like, I can trap speedsters in here and I just, I'm better than you. Yeah. He's just like I am. I am you, just better. But he can't kill the Flash because if he does, he'll cease to exist. Because the whole yes. point of him was to to go be back the, and he, but yeah, he, he's to from be the, he's from he's from the future and he he comes back to want to be him and yeah, it, loses his mind. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's kind of like the whole Kang story from the original like comics and stuff. Is he wanted to be like 
a hero and then was like, oh, and just kind of like lost his mind. And I think I, I think it's it's cool that when especially in like Flashpoint Paradox, when he's severed yeah. that because you're in and he's like, now I can kill you. Like, yeah. that's what I've always wanted to do. I'm no longer connected to you because of this mess. Yes. And he's like, I'll just let you destroy this planet and then I'll get running. I'll see you later. Like, Did, did you see that there's a Flashpoint sequel, sequel that is which is coming out that's the aftermath of Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths? Oh, no. By Jeff Johns. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? And I believe drawn by Dove Mankey, I believe, which is I his, bet it's gonna his be part good. of the crime. It's, it's been going on. It's I I listened to another podcast um, that does weekly discussions about what's coming out at that week uh-huh. which is why i don't i'm not afraid to talk about it because i don't do that yeah right <laughs> this is this is talking about graphic novels and comics as a general medium but um they were talking about even like they were like i don't they were like i didn't even like the flashpoint original story and i'm actually kind of liking what they're doing with this so interesting because i i dug i dug the original flashpoint because yeah. it, it had cool it had cool concepts and it does remind you that no matter like Superman yeah. always knows to be good during this and like what would happen if he landed like five minutes or whatever later or something it crashes yeah. into like a into Metropolis or and I was just like <laughs> that's all con- other than it goes back to the Red Sun concept if he landed yeah. like however many hours sooner he'd land in Russia mm-hmm. instead of yeah but I uh, I I don't know I just could watch like read anything watch anything dealing with the Flash because it's you kind of also have to remember he's so like fat, how how can you how can you like stop him like yeah. in general like even in Superman gen- yeah. tries to stop him in Flash Rebirth there, in this uh, he references the how Superman says he he beat him in the race a couple times he's like I like beat that, you a couple times he's like yeah. that was charity and then boom <laughs> yeah. and then it's gone and it's and I've had people argue with me about that I was like all yeah. you have to do is see that and that's totally true can Superman go in the speed force no then he's not yeah. fast well I thought it was interesting because oh. they also had um, this whole thing where because he comes back after years obviously it's a floating timeline so it's a little bit different obviously mm-hmm. but uh it's still I'm guessing that if it was real time, it's supposed to be still he's been gone for five to seven years or something like that, right? And uh, Iris, Iris West, uh, mm-hmm. is also somehow hasn't aged for the most part. Yeah, it's there's th- there's a reference about how she's been like essentially affected by the speed force or something, else. right? Because so, she has that protection, and that's the yeah. whole thing is the she's the the lightning rod for him to keep yeah. him grounded, just like how Linda Park, yes, is Wally West. But technically, also, this only proves as as powerful as Barry Allen is. Yeah. Wally West's more powerful. He's faster. Yeah. Uh, he got out of the Speed Force. Yes. And like on his own accord, like he mm-hmm. after Bart Allen died and can literally manipulate people's like speed, like can make them stay in stasis yeah. and stuff. He is he went he ran with Barry. Barry started to forget who Iris was because yes. and reverse flash was affecting him. Wally went in there, grabbed Barry to get yeah. him out. He's like, "Oh, I've been, I've been in here. I can get out again." Yeah, that's that's incredible. Like yeah, <laughs> that just shows how much more powerful Wally West is. But they wanted to obviously bring back Barry and bring back the old Silver Age boy. Yeah, I mean, it, and it makes sense because there are. I mean, you said you said that your favorite Flash is Barry Allen. Correct? Yeah, well, that was for my the most part, for the most part. It's Barry Allen because of all these stories. Yeah, growing up, it was always Wally West. You well, know? That's that's I mean that's that makes sense because he was in the cartoon he yep. was uh, and which what's fun about that is that was um, 
he was voiced by the same actor who played Lex Luthor in Smallville. Yeah. Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah. yeah. Which was fun. And uh, he's in Always Sunny in Philadelphia in one episode. In, yep. In like season one or two. Yeah. yeah the gang gets a gun it. fever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was so funny when I saw him. And I still quote yeah. when Dennis sees him goes, oh, what a penis. And I'll still call people a penis because of <laughs> that quote. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 the thing. It's like, uh, I thought it was during the 90s, even though the modern age, which was post- um, post crisis on infinite earth was essentially a reboot because they did reboot a lot of stuff and there were like mini series showing the earlier years they still dc even though they've rebooted several times they always have connections to the very original comics right and it's like because even like the modern age starts with uh jason todd being robin for example right it doesn't, you know, there's, they had miniseries and stuff like that to kind of like retell the early years, mm-hmm. be like, hey, this is how it happened now. But it was always like the other stuff kind of happened just differently. Even like, uh, if you, have you read Saga, Saga of the Swamp Thing by Alan Moore? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I was reading that in Hellblazer, he, like the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're great. Uh, well, and you introduce, uh, you get introduced to him in that. Right. So um, they have, the story starts beforehand and it continues through in, uh, Crisis of Infinite and it continues the story and it's like, this is still the same version of Swamp Thing from before. Yeah. <laughs> so, you have all this stuff and it's like, as much as people want to say like, oh, it's a reboot, it's like, the fl- uh, even though it's not the same way as Marvel, the Marvel has essentially just done small little retcons here and there. Mm-hmm. Whereas DC keeps on doing continuity resets every like five years. I know. It's <laughs> Have you read Mr. Miracle by Tom King, by the way? I haven't. I do love Mr. Miracle, though. I would highly recommend it. Really? Um, the, the the new god? Yeah, it is. It's, it's, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a reference at one point of someone talking about how there's like all these continuities and resets and everything else like that. It's very, it's very self aware. It's funny because that's like how you have like, the Flash can figure that stuff out. Psycho Pirate can yeah. figure that stuff out. Um, Swamp Thing can. Yeah. Uh, well, he's also and, elemental. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing with Animal Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Animal Man eventually becomes almost like a god yeah. towards the end of the original like Vertigo run. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have uh, Ambush Bug because he's like the Deadpool of DC. Yeah. He reads the comic. So I I was just thinking about the Animal Man. What I love about Lemire's run is that there's a scene, there's a moment at the beginning of an issue where he is talking about, where Buddy is talking about how he had a dream one time where the Scottish guy was telling him he was in a comic book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. I I love Jeff Lemire's runs or anything. I got to, I I met him at Emerald City Comic Con by bumping into him. Yeah. By boom, physically, but I was like, oh, oh, Je- you're Jeff Lemire. Je- Jeff Lemire is one of my favorite modern writers of comic books. He, he, I, I can't imagine him unless something, until we find out he's a horrible person one day, which I hoped God not. Uh, I got someone tattooed on me. I know, right? <laughs> right. Um, but like, he, I think he will go down as like the same status as like Neil Gaiman and Alan Moore and Grant Morrison and all he's, these big names. He's, he's so a quiet, good. dude. Too very quiet. Very. He's constantly good. busy. Yeah. I mean, okay. So a lot of the shelf, has, like I have Gideon Falls. I'm reading the first volume right now of the two deluxe right now. Mm-hmm. I've got all of Sweet Tooth. 
I've got yeah, Sweet some. Tooth is good. Oh, it's so good. I also that was another one. Sweet Tooth is probably around sixty or so issues. I read that in two days. Wow. And the reason why is his writing is so good. Yeah. And so concise. He is he does not use he doesn't use any extra fat in his his writing. It's That's so, so incredible. It's so great. I, I, yeah, I've got May's book. I've got the Nobody. I've got the Passageway, which is the first of um, the Bone Orchard uh, mythos, the first like big first book in it. Mm-hmm. They did, I guess, like a free comic book day uh, thing, which I hope they. F- print. That's every every May, I think they always. Do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I've got uh, Little Monsters, which is this new series about ki- vampires that are all like kids, basically. Mm. Um. But yeah, and I've got the Animal Man. I've I, I I have I haven't read anything that I hate by Lemire. There is a couple things where I read and I was like, ah, it's not my favorite. I don't yeah. need it in my collection. But it's gonna happen, you know. And I heard his X Men run wasn't very good. So or and there's some other like it's hard. I don't like to always judge someone based off of their uh, big two runs though, because sometimes sometimes a writer's just really good as their own thing. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Lemire is definitely great. When he's doing his own thing. Well, that's, I mean, it for me, that's why I will always say for like Gail Simone being one of my favorite DC writers. Like, yeah. And she's ended up like taking over a bunch of, I think, DC too. Yeah. She's on DC. She, she did a couple of things for Marvel. She did a Deadpool right. run for a yeah. little while. Yeah. Um, and I think she's like, to me, like one of the greats, but she's yeah. I, like, but she's really good at like retelling stories yeah. more so than like. I came up with this almost, almost like a Bendis thing where like, yeah, kind of does a new spin on a character. Like, yeah, yeah, you can give me a character. I'll make this character really cool. But yeah. She doesn't come up with, <laughs> she has, she has a few that she came up with. Like, yeah. Like, of course, you know, you have like Ragdoll too. That was yeah OG. And then for, and then she made, I mean, even a parademon. Like, yeah. Hang, that was part of the original secret six. I, I love that. The Justice League during Grant Morrison's run had an actual angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, that was like the Tower of Babel stuff. And yeah, run that those those yeah. runs were really good. It's a fun run. Uh, that's that was that was the run which it continued on with Wade and some others. That was the run that made me care about Plastic Man. Yeah, Plastic Man, Pla- and for me, Red Tornado. Too. Red Tornado. Yeah, but Plastic Man especially, like his story is really good during that mm-hmm. run of Justice League, and. It, John's was the one who finished that run, actually. Yeah. Um, there's some rough stuff like the Claremont run, uh, story is, is that he had uh, John Byrne do the art for. Feels like an artifact from a different time, and it's not good. <laughs> it is. It's that's awful. very Chris Claremont, though. Like, he's yeah. doing this a long, long time. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's one of the worst stories in there. Yeah. But uh, my favorite runs of that area of Justice League is definitely, well, Graham Morrison's is great. Mark Wade's stuff in there mm-hmm. is really good. And then the other one is uh, Joe Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Joe yeah. Kelly's uh, stories for Justice League are so fucking good. And mm-hmm. he's, I haven't read much of Joe Kelly's like other stuff, but I've heard, I, did, is he the one who did uh, uh, There Be Giants? Or or something something about giants. I I couldn't tell I you on that one. Okay, I I'm I feel like I'm butchering the name, but <laughs> but that story, but the but his stuff on Justice League was really fucking good. Um, yeah, I got all those because when I was working at Borders and it closed down, yeah, uh, we would all hide a bunch of the stuff that we wanted. They worked there, would hide it in certain areas. So on the last day, we could all buy it for a dollar. So I ended oh, up getting shit. like a thousand dollars worth of graphic novels. For like pretty much like a hundred dollars, 
That's awesome. Yeah. So that's that where I, all, uh, all this is like how this is filled because so, of borders. So this, my collection, the biggest thing that really kickstarted it, because I, I would say that when I started, I had probably enough to fill two of those shelves over there. And that was it. Oh, those yeah. bottom shelves right yeah. there. Um, for people who can't see what I'm talking about, if you go online and look up Calyx, uh Ikea shelves, there's these squares. And those squares are the size of the shelves that I have. Um, I have multiples of them. But I had probably about that. And then things from another world over in Portland got shut down. Yeah. And they had a 70% off sale of everything in the store. <laughs> You say you just went wild. Yeah, I spent like $300, but for $300 for 70% off is a lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have everything I got from that. And and there's something like one of the things that I actually gave uh, to my roommate, Kyle Adams, was the, I at the time, one of the things I bought was the Jeff Loeb and Tim Cell Omnibus for uh, oh, wow. Batman. But I realized uh, I'm, I have a lot of omnibuses, but I'm kind of getting to this point where I, if I can get stuff in deluxe edition and collect it separately, I'd rather do that because it's easier to read. Yeah. Yeah. So like, for example, and I also realized I, as much as Haunted Night started the, that thing between them, I'm not a big fan of those stories. Okay. Yeah. And the Catwoman when in Rome storyline is good, but it's not great. It's, it's quick. It's quick. Yeah. So for me, the two that I wanted were Dark Victory and Long Halloween, mm-hmm. and they just released these really, they're over there on the shelf, but these really nice hardcovers of them that are done in like the image style where they don't have a slip cover, but they have these really nice on the cover um, covers, basically. So, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You have the question down here, too. I do. By, I love uh, Dennis the O'Neil. question. Yeah. I love the question. I got uh, the, fi- I, I, I wish I wouldn't have sold it, but I recently <laughs> sold the 52 Omnibus, uh, which is a great run. Uh, oh 52 yeah 52 that was what got me into the question that was the whole the trinity yes staying away yeah that was a bit that was the whole thing because he had cancer and yeah right and that was Renee montoya takes over what a great concept of like and that was great smoking constantly i have cancer. like (laughs) that was greg rucka uh doing that right and i've met greg rucka he signed my checkmate yeah and uh which Made you fall in love with Blue Beetle and Maxwell yeah. Lord and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Greg Record did some crazy stuff because he started. He did. Um, he started doing a lot of his stuff in his Batman run actually because he did. He did Detective Comics, um, which was the New Gotham right after uh, No Man's Land. Oh wow! Okay. And that stuff is really fun. It's really good actually. It's kind of a precursor to his what he was doing. Him and Brew Baker end up doing with Gotham Central. Oh. Which I have the omnibus of that, and I will never sell that because it is amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I want to. That <laughs> it's so good. You've got um, a lot of stuff. I, I do have a lot. Check out. Like, yeah. So cool. um, but Greg Rucka introduced a character in his that ended up being part of Checkmate because it was the girl who during it was his his uh, his kind of like secretary slash bodyguard slash all these other things that during uh, Bruce Wayne murderer slash bruce wayne fugitive mm-hmm. um she kind of was taking the blame or she, he escaped from prison and was exclusively being batman and he left her there and she got left in prison and eventually checkmate took her and she became a cyborg eventually oh wow she was the character the during the um at during the infinite crisis tie-in the omac omac yep. yeah that's there that's her 
So yeah. she was introduced in the Batman run. And a lot of his stuff that he kind of like started and went into Checkmate started in his Batman run. That's cool. Because, yeah, that was a whole big deal is because Batman with the yeah, yeah with OMAC. And then you have, well, and then that brought back like Maxwell Lord, who yeah. no one really cared about. And they're like, actually, because he's been around so many like heroes and all this stuff. That That's he, when Wonder Woman breaks yeah. his neck. Yeah. It was, and yeah. what? how can you stop me? kill yeah. me and does yeah. it and because he knew he was gonna die anyways and that was well, the plan. he was introduced in the uh, justice league international yeah back so in the 80s. 80s which is apparently one of the most fun reads you ever read yeah it's, that's where you get booster gold and ted core blue yeah. beetle and uh was it was rocket red in there it was, yeah and it was keith Ge- keith giffen was writing right. it and it was, it was funny it was actually like written to be fun and know? that's why it was such a big deal is yeah. booster gold was washed up yeah ted cord was feeling washed up and he's like something something wrong and everyone being like, stop, Blue yeah. Beetle, you're you're nothing. Yeah. Don't worry about it. He's like, no, there's a huge conspiracy going on. Maxwell Lord and Checkmate. And yeah. Then of course it was the whole concept of no one believed him, and then when he did, it was already too late. Like, <laughs> yeah, he gets yeah he got killed at the uh, uh, beginning of Infinite Crisis and that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that was one whole... of the that was pretty much one of the doors that opened up the whole idea. He's like, this is way too big. And yeah. Amanda Waller was a part of Checkmate too mm-hmm. during that time, and Maxwell Lord was. And she she over. got introduced in the um, uh, Suicide Squad by Ostrander. John Ostrander. There's reason why they'll. Yeah. You know, John Ostrander is in the new Suicide Squad, the James Gunn one. Oh, that's great. He's the guy who puts the uh, bomb in the back of the neck, saying "Good night." Oh. That's Ostrander. And if you see the, I believe what was it, 2017 Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, that's the Ostrander building. That oh, she has. yeah, that's fine. It, John Ostrander is the reason why Task Force X is still even a thing in yeah. general. Well, His because, run was yeah. amazing with Bronze Tiger, mm-hmm. Deadshot, Enchantress, Captain Boomerang. It's really, really, really good and way yeah. too ahead of its time. Yeah, I honestly, I think that DC had a really good thing going in the late '80s, right after. Yeah. Because you had uh, you had Dennis O'Neill's question, which I have over there. I have, yeah, I have the it, first half of that. You have uh, a Green Arrow series that was written as for mature audiences. Mm-hmm. You have um, I'm trying to. Th- you have you have all the the Vertigo stuff happening right around there, like Constantine, the Swamp, the the like real you know good Swamp Thing stuff. Mm-hmm. You have. Uh, Sandman coming out. You right. have all of this stuff, which is all technically DC, mm-hmm. and it's just it. It was a whole nother level, and Marvel was kind of going through a rough time in the nineties. Their stuff was they had the Clone Saga, yeah. Claremont left left the X Men, and all of a sudden you had just some of the worst X Men comics. You had like Heroes Reborn, which was in theory a cool idea, and in practice awful. <laughs> um, you had you had the onslaught stuff which is not good yeah you just like marvel was was kind of drowning for a while in the 90s and their sales went down quite a bit because x-men went from being the highest selling book to like the least selling book which is why grant morrison came in like 2001 and did new Mm x-men yeah i know a lot about comics yeah yeah Um, i love it (laughs) and you have all this stuff but it's like it's amazing because i'm excited because i'm still reading a lot of this early um like these 80s books and stuff like that for the first time right now and they're so good they're so incredible yeah i got it was uh, i want to say like 13 years ago is when i started really getting into the 80s stuff you know like yeah killing joke and yeah uh even just the death of jason todd and, oh yeah 
That's crazy. That was a fan vote. Like, yeah, I would recommend reading if you want to look at. You could almost look at this as a trilogy. Um, loosely connected trilogy would be Death of the. Actually, technically, Death of the Family Hush, because Hush kind of like introduces the idea of chasing Hush coming back. Coming back, and that was Clayface. Yeah, yeah. Un- which wasn't Clayface when you read Under the Red Hood. Oh, it was. Yeah. Well, I thought it was. It, so it was Clayface. Clay yeah, no. So what happened was, is Jason Todd tucked under and and came. He came out at first, and then tucked under, and Clayface came out. Oh, okay. that was a retcon was they did a... in Under the Red Hood. Okay. Um, but really, you could just look at um Under the Red Hood, uh, or Death of the Family, Death in in the Family, not Death of the Family. Yeah, Death of the Family That's was the, a Scott, Scott Snyder. Snyder. So Death in 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 the Family. Uh, Under the Red Hood, and then um, the final of the trilogy would actually be Three Jokers. Oh, and that was- That, that I, was I, very recent. Yeah, I heard about that concept. Well, what, what was it? Uh, I thought it was so funny. It was at Metron or whatever, the one who has the, the chair. Yeah, that? yeah. And Batman gets on yes. the chair and he goes- What's the Joker's true identity? Yeah. I was like, why oh, would dude, you that's... think that would be your first it's... question? That's not the first thing he does, though. Oh, okay. No. I didn't read it, but I saw someone it's... telling me about it. Because that's at like, the tail yeah. end of uh, Jeff Johns's Justice League run, mm-hmm. which was part of the New 52. So at the tail end of his run, he gets the Metron, uh, the Mobius chair, which is what Mobius it's called. Mobius chair, that's it. Which yeah. is what gives him, it is Metron's, but it's, it's the Mobius chair and he gets infinite knowledge. He actually, like, there's a really cool, um, they had these, like, kind of one-shots that were about different characters and what they, how they were being affected by Darkseid's uh, corruption, essentially, well, to them. He was pretty much yeah. the, the DC's watcher, especially yeah. in Final Crisis. He was yeah. just kind of, yeah. So, what happens, though, is uh, Bruce Wayne actually visits Joe Chill in prison. While he's on the Metron chair and like yeah. keeps on like he, the best thing is he's also like preventing crimes from happening from just port teleporting to different places. So he's the right. most efficient Batman has ever been, essentially. Right, having a chair. It's like it's that, a yeah. really fun story. Um, but yeah, no. At the end of it, he does ask, "What is the Joker's true identity?" And it shows that there's three Jokers. There was the OG Joker. Yeah. The the, the killing joke joker. Yeah. And then there's the face ripped off yes. joker. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is like somewhat immortal in weird ways. And yeah. That's my least thing. favorite joker is the face ripped off one. He's still fun. But yeah, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's an interesting character. But yeah, the three jokers, it's good. I would I would recommend it. It's okay. it's it's Jeff Johns and Dumb Mankey again. They've been doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, together. I know. Yeah. Doug Mankey's great, by yeah. the way. Um, I just re I just recently did an episode on uh Doomsday Clock, which was yeah, good. Doomsday Clock. Uh, that was a that was another connection with like the Flash and stuff because yes. that was Professor Zoom knowing there was some shit going down. Yeah. and wanted to the connection. Yeah, because I bought the comic cover just for the one where it shows him like going for it, and then oh, it shows yeah. the bones and all that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Well, that was during the the button storyline. Yep. yep, which yeah. I have the deluxe edition of. But um, the thing about that though is a lot of that stuff more it does set up Doomsday Clock, but it's more connected. It has more connection to what was going on in the Flash and, mm-hmm. and Batman at that time because it's Josh Williamson's Flash, which I've heard is a really good run. I've okay. read it, but apparently it's really good. Um, he also did the the Flash Year One storyline that came out during Rebirth Era, okay. which is pretty really good. Um, and he, if you ever want to look into a story written a, a independent comic book by Josh Williamson, check out Birthright. Okay, it is amazing. Basically. The general idea is a kid goes missing 
out of nowhere. Basically, he's like hanging out with his family. They're like camping or something like that. Um, then I think two or three years later, after his family's fallen apart, he comes back as a Conan the Barbarian style character. Oh, wow. And essentially, he has been for a new, for a long period because time traveled differently he's essentially like went to a fantasy world and come came back but he's also there's some sort of weird corruption happening and like that's all i'm gonna say oh it ran for 10 volumes i have never finished it but what i read of it was fantastic it is so fun i'm i'm hoping to because i like really collecting stuff in hardcover Mm -hmm. so i'm hoping they eventually release it in like like three hardcovers or something like that there's something satisfying about a hardcover it's nice i I get tired of like I'll be honest. As much as I like having the Jeff Johns run of Green Lantern, those are too big. Yeah, <laughs> those are too big. They're huge. They're gigantic, and yeah. it's it's hard to read. And it's like it's also like cumbersome, and it's also this idea of like I'm reading through this, and I'm actually like, it's starting to feel like a chore because I know how much more I have to read. Basically, yeah, you don't feel like you like got like a whole thing of it. You're- so, so even though we spent maybe a total of three minutes of actually talking about DC right. or, or about Flash Rebirth, uh, I'm going to ask you on a scale of one to ten cosmic treadmills, what would you give D, uh, Flash Rebirth? Oh, man. Uh, I think it. Oh, man. Like the bad for the story, like in general, out of yeah. If you were just to, as oh, itself, man. without uh, the connect, without thinking about the connections to anything else, just as itself. Like if you had to read it standalone, yeah. Oh, people would be so confused. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I think I'd give it a one or a two just because of that. <laughs> but uh, if you know DC stuff, uh, wow, it's yeah. definitely like a nine or a ten. This nine is a okay. this is a, if I was to introduce a story to someone, I would introduce like either Zoom. The Jeff yeah. Jones, Wally West, or Rogue War. Okay. Because the beginning of Rogue War it has, uh, in the trade paperback, it's got all the descriptions of all the rogues. And oh, okay. It, it really helps. And that was one of the first to help me, like, kind of figure out well, who's they now, um, so they, they originally, re- they originally printed, uh, Jeff Jones's run in, like, I think four omnibuses in recent, but the problem was, is the omnibuses were in the wrong order. Like, they had, the issues in the wrong order. Yeah, that's what my buddy had where all the, they have, yeah. the omnibus. So now I think last year or the year before they reprinted all of his and like new editions of them. Oh, nice. I would love to get my hands on those. You can find them for pretty cheap too still. Like, that's right. You could probably get all three of them for like 150 if That's you, nice. Yeah. Because it's a great storyline. You, you just got to find them at the right retailer. But yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, yeah, because it starts with that, that story and then it, it finishes with uh, Flashpoint. That's what the last thing it collects. Oh, in nice. Because, yeah. Because so. yeah. then you also learn a lot about Gorilla Grodd in it, too. Yeah. And, oh, man. He's was... in this. Yeah. Well, for, like, just for, a like, tiny yeah. thing. Like, yeah. He's, like, doing these, like, weird uh, he's wall can, paintings. Yeah, yeah, he can connect. He's, you know, well, I mean, he's got he's all that. He's a psychic, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it's got Abracadabra in it, all the, like, it's like, there's a lot of, like, little cool moments, but you definitely need to. Yeah kind of you can't just pick this up and be like it's a flash story i will say i read this at the time without really knowing too much else what was going on in the flash at the time and i still enjoyed it yeah um i will say i also sold the book because i realized i had that problem where i didn't read anything else and so i didn't have enough context right um based off of that i still based off of me not knowing as much i'd still get like a 7.5 okay um just and 
I would probably give it more of an eight, just knowing how it leads into uh, Flashpoint. You know, yeah, it leads into Flashpoint is a successor to Final Crisis. Yeah, and it like like I said, it brings back a villain that has been gone since the sixties when he got his neck snapped, yeah. and he would have his moments where he'd show up, but it yeah. wasn't like nothing. Well, and it brings back. Barry Allen, who had been gone since the eighties, yeah. This and the, was this the last issue was published in two thousand and ten, and so the trade probably came out the same year. Mm-hmm. So you have even it started in two thousand nine. Nineteen eighty five was when Crisis on Infinite Earths. So you had close to twenty five years of right. <laughs> just and, no Barry Allen, and I just like how it's like, oh, he the lightning was and in, was involved by him stopping yeah. Professor Zoom. From killing off Iris, and he's already killed off his mom, and then it yeah. was that's why it led up to the whole Flashpoint thing was being like, I need to save my mom. I yeah. know how to stop this now, and uh, yeah, I mean, and you learn a lot about the like every speedster is in yeah. this, and Max yeah. Mercury, Johnny Quick, yep. Savitar, uh, what is it, uh, Lady Flash? Mm-hmm. You've got Wally, Bart, Jay. Barry, it's insane ev- amount. It's yeah. Professor Zoom. Technically, Hunter Zolomon's even in it, and he's yeah. not a speedster. Yeah. he's He can't go in the speed force. Yeah. Because he deals with time. Yeah. Because of the cosmic treadmill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they have, like, like everything. They're like, here you go. You want a speedster story? <laughs> this is it. The Black and got, Flash. And you've got a little bit of Superman. you got a little bit of Wonder Woman. you yeah. got a little bit of Green Lantern in there. You, It's a full-on, like, yeah, it's, it's heavily impacted- uh, by everything around it and impacting everything around it at the same time. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to ask some questions because we are uh, at the hour and 45 mark and I don't <laughs> want this to go past two hours. All um, right. Where are some of the questions? Once I edit it, it might be like five minutes. <laughs> um, but the questions I have for you are, first one is, what was your first interaction, uh, meaningful interaction with comic books as a medium, as a, the zeitgeist, pop culture, what have you? Uh, first interaction was, uh, where it really, really hit me more was actually when I was an adult. Okay. And that was my friend Joe, I think, handing me my, the first trade paperback to Blackest Night to introduce me to a bunch of characters that were alive and dead. And it opened, I, I was so curious and it opened up my world for that. Because I read some comics as a kid, like Moon Knight and Iron Man were my favorite characters. Um, But, like, comic books really, really hit me a lot more when, you know, I think I was, like, 18. Yeah. Yeah. That's about for me, too. I didn't even start really reading until I was about 15 or 16 for comics. But it was, like, I was 22 and I lost my job and I just found a comic book shop around the corner from, like, over downtown and... Started going to the library a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was working at Borders at the time, too. Yeah. Well, right before working at Borders. And yeah. then I could read from there. And then I worked at Borderlands, which is like comic book slash game store. Okay. Down in Salem. And Mad Max themed. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then I became yeah, Border yeah. Patrol officer now. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was- And then uh, for a while, you lived off the land. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's where I'd get to borrow and like would read a lot. I, I made it like my own personal library there. Yeah. Awesome. Um, do you have a top five favorite graphic novels? Top five favorite graphic novels. Um, I would say Flash Rebirth is one. 
Uh, Flash Rogue War is one. Even Rogue's Revenge, so that's like three just Flash <laughs> stories. Um, God, uh, Kingdom Come might be oh, one. Oh, fantastic, yeah. Oh, God, that was amazing. Um, I want to say... Almost Transmetropolitan might be mm. one. Okay. I think that it's, yeah, it's either that or I even uh, it might be Sinestra Core War because <laughs> I love that one. All, all technically within DC. Yeah, I'm a even DC though, nut. Even though Transmet is technically, uh, started out with Helix and then went to Vertigo and could very well at any time move to another company if they want. Right, to. I'm a big Hunter S. Yeah. Thompson fan, so that's yeah. why I wanted to read it. That's fair. It's great. I yeah. still actually am. On, I'm on the last volume of that right now, and I keep on forgetting to finish it. It's good. Yeah, it's fun. Um, cool. Uh, and then the last question I have here, kind of a shift. Um, what was your original inspiration to get into comedy? Oh, um, my original inspiration. Uh, Chad Johnson down in Salem kind of bothered me to do it. And he was like, you, you're funny. Get up there. And I was, and then my friend Brad Thompson was telling me to do it. And I finally did it one day at the den Yeah, and I had a good time, but it never really hit too much for me. Like it was fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then it was, and then once COVID hit, I didn't really care. Mm -hmm. And then it was, uh, yeah, 2022, uh, March, I got broken up with, with my girlfriend of five years oh shit and i was just distraught and went to a mall the salem center mall and then the mall shooting happened and i was just sort of like laughing during it and like doing pretty much live tweets about it and like making jokes people like you should tell the story up on stage (laughs) and i was like okay i'll try to get back in a comedy and i just and then i felt more like it was a uh it was like a therapy thing for me was like oh i can make fun of things and like mm-hmm. go up on stage and have fun with it and that helped a lot and so that's what i've been like and then through the holidays i'm always super busy anyways because i own uh craft works down uh downtown salem and it is oh so i have to focus on that a lot yeah and then i already made a promise to myself at the beginning of this year i was going to get way more into comedy yeah and then i got broken up with and i was like well i got a lot more time you know so let's <laughs> and probably some material from yeah, it. yeah yeah so <laughs> no it, it was cool that that girl was really uh uh supportive of me more so than like she was very supportive about everything yeah. so that was that was cool i never felt like i was stunted at all yeah. so i could still keep writing things and mm-hmm. and test things out with her and she's had a good sense of humor with that and so that was really cool and so yeah i am trying to get out of town more and go do yeah. more do more mics at shows so that i love it i love comedy it's so fun it's great i uh, let's see here uh two more things actually i like okay. i have a couple more sure uh do you have any plugs any social media you want to plug anything like that so people can find and find upcoming shows for you and things like that okay well i have a comedy instagram uh you can either look up Liam Riddell or Irish Mailman Comedy. Hmm. The reason why it's Irish Mailman is because I'm Irish and Liam spelled backwards is male. Oh, okay. So I always went by Irish Mailman for <laughs> over a decade. It's all my like yeah. handles and stuff like that. And so Irish Mailman Comedy. And that's where I usually put a lot of my um, like posters and stuff like that. I mainly use that account for comedy stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, otherwise you'll see me at Craftworks Tap House and downtown salem oregon slinging slinging drinks or food for you sounds good uh 
the other final question here, and I like to ask, it's a new segment, it's what's the moral of the story for this, for either this episode or this uh, book that we talked about very little? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I guess the moral of the story is, it's, it's, well, you and I don't really know each other too well. And the moral of the story is we just, can find some common interest. It's not just comedy, yeah. But we went off about DC forever, and that was fun. And we could go all night o- about. Honestly, this. Like, yeah, we could. And honestly, I think that for this specific book, because it is so reliant on knowing other things within continuity, mm-hmm. this was kind of the perfect way to talk about it. Yeah, it's, because because if you were to if we were to just like recount what happens in the book by itself. It's not very much to talk about, to be honest. It's yeah. six issues. It's very straightforward. It's pretty quick. You know, we mm. did talk about some important points like retcons or like say, you know, the whole just like a flash would. Just, exactly. Yeah. We're, you know, uh, and we didn't drink coffee, so we were in the spirit of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think it would be just even the moral of the story is just even finding someone passionate about the same thing being able to just talk about something like just that's fun yeah. you know it's all about having fun man that's one that's, thing i've learned especially over the past like year yeah you gotta you gotta make your own fun that's that's one of the reasons why i have this podcast it's, it's fun it's really fun and it gives me a reason to talk about something i love with a variety of people yeah and sometimes like i've had people who were like i didn't they didn't know anything about comic books when they started and just from talking to me, they learned about it a little bit. Some of the, some people even like I saw like a um, Angelique Carrington is an example. Mm-hmm. After she did an episode, she sent me like a screenshot of a couple like Amazon where she was doing of like comics she was buying. And nice. Stuff. Um, I had like a couple. I've had some people. You know, they said they were going to read some and they didn't. That's fine, but they still enjoyed the, talking about the thing and reading the thing that they read, and that's mm-hmm. in itself awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say the moral of the story is. Uh, Get really ripped so you look good in red. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. just your skin, real skin tight, skin tight suit red suit. That you can uh, shove in a ring. That you can yeah. shove in a ring. Uh, <laughs> that's the moral of this story. That's like like uh, the, episode, <laughs> the episode for, uh, um, what was it? Uh, Doomsday Clock. I literally said the moral of the story is if you want to walk around naked just become blue and get god powers yeah right you can do so, anything at that point so i like I, at first i was trying to be sincere with my morals and now it's just like the most goofy ass shit yeah. i can think of you know yeah if you like uh, don't you know or if you uh if you decide you want to be your hero or you want to be a hero from the past um follow your dreams you'll you'll create a, a great you'll be the one of the greatest villains of all time right. that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I have, you know, I have a picture of me in a flash suit from when oh, yeah? I used to be stick thin. Oh, yeah. And I always, it's, it, you could just see my penis quite, quite well. <laughs> and I don't have a very big penis, think, so it's oh, yeah, telling yeah. you, it's I think uh, uh, Billy Chambers would be proud. Yeah. <laughs> Him and, him and his uh, uh, his 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 uh, crotch fitting form fitting crotch pants. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a. You can't miss it, really. No, it's just there. It's just there. <laughs> letting you know. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for coming on here, Liam. Yeah, thank you. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, uh, as always. And uh, go fast. 
Yep. Keep running. Just keep running. Run. Run away from those feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. All right. Bye. Bye.